Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's. <laughs> <laughs> It literally starts with hiccups. It's Wednesday, October 12th, 2022, in spooky edition of Pro Wrestling Unscripted here on the Podzilla 1985 Network. We're here after a short three-week absence. and (laughs) The spookiest part is that we're here. It's like the ghost of PWU has returned. Hey, look, it's not like anything's happened in the past couple of weeks in wrestling. You didn't miss anything. But we are... We are it's here tonight fine. to talk about it. So uh, my name is Shannon Young. I'm going to be your host tonight. Mr. 100 from Cape Championship Wrestling. With me, of course, we have the original general manager of Cape Championship Wrestling. And, uh, well, well, that was some loud knocks upstairs. That could be that could be the man thing Ooh. up there. It's Double Ooh, H. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm trying to eat some gummy bears here. <laughs> Well, Liv Tyler's or Liv Tyler, Liv Morgan's career is dead, McGarnagle. Fuck, I'm done. I think Liv Tyler's doing all right. <laughs> what is she doing now? That's a good question. Not that Lord of the Rings. Not show. the Lord of the Rings show, sure. of which I have watched one episode, and I went, I watched half of the first episode, no. and I literally went, "This seems fine," and then I never looked at it again. Yeah, no, I, I, I on principle alone, doing? I refuse to to mess with that show. Uh, they again. I, I said this on another show, but they fired their fucking Tolkien consultant. And now, if you if there's any like medium where you need a consultant for the source material, it's this one. <laughs> and they fired the person who was there to like do continuity checks and shit. Like, I, I'm that tells me everything I need to know about how seriously Amazon's taking this. So, and I get know. it. It's high fantasy. It's elves and dwarves and shit. It shouldn't be that serious, but like. Come on, man. Little little reverence for for J.R.R. Tolkien. That's 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 fucked up. So I know this is the wrestling show. We're gonna get to wrestling, I promise. But you know, I was kind of sure. curious about Liv Morgan, <laughs> Liv Tyler. Well, fuck Tyler. me. I was curious about Liv Tyler. I can't think of a way to tie her into wrestling, so I'm just gonna say it outright. Um, I was looking to see what she's done lately. She really hasn't done a lot. However, since this is October, she was in a little horror film that I don't think a lot of people have heard of. And I wanted to mention it because I have seen it. I saw it a couple years ago, and I really liked it. It's not scary, but it is a really good, almost like folk tale horror film called Jamie Marks is Dead. Uh, Jamie Marks okay. is Dead, I believe, is on Shudder right now. It is about the lives of peop- of these, these kids after they find one of their classmates, Jamie Marks, dead, and his ghost comes back and visits them. It's really good. If you get a chance to watch it, check it out. Jamie Marks okay. is Dead, starring Liv Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, I'm Tyler. interested. All right. Liv Tyler. So, <clears throat> before the show, because we didn't really discuss what we were going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about Bray Wyatt. No. Spoiler alert. It is October. Sure. So, yeah. Um, but we were discussing Werewolf by Night. That's another good one. We were. If you, it have, is. if you haven't seen it, go check that out anyway. Disney Plus, which I think you can get a free subscription to by picking up a branded box of Oreos at this point at the grocery <laughs> store. Like, if you haven't tried it, just just do it, man. It's just, not hard. just write down free month of Disney <clears throat> Plus on a piece of paper and put it into your TV <laughs> and you'll get it. Paper airplane it out the window. Throw it out there. It'll fly to the Disney headquarters. That mouse will figure it out. Trust me. They'll um, be like, hey, "Hey, I'm eating a sandwich here. I'm eating some cheese because <laughs> he's a mouse." Oh, right. so that's true. He is. Every week, what we like to do is we start off yeah. uh, with with something terrible in wrestling <clears throat> this week, uh, because as you know, over on the, I almost said the whitest wrestlers. You know, what's their name? The nerdy. Well, part that's of the what ring. it should be now. <laughs> <laughs> The whitest wrestlers, you know. We're gonna rename their show to that, and we're renaming ours to Grumpy Old Marks. I'm telling you, <laughs> we're making the switch. Oh, all right, Dalton, if you're listening, and I know you are, the whitest wrestlers, you know, that's the name of the podcast now. Uh, <laughs> the nerdiest... abbreviated as Wook. So. Uh, they, they started over on the nerdiest part of the ring, which is the actual <laughs> name of the show. Please go check them out. It's a fantastic wrestling podcast. They, yes. they, uh, also go check out four sides of the ring. Uh, my one, two, three cents and big Lee's world. I'm gonna get all the pitches in here. Um, yes, they start off every week with the power of positivity, something positive in wrestling that they love. We take the opposite approach here. Of course we bring out the negative. That's what we that do. That is correct. 
That's what we do. So my my thing this week, and it ties into the pay per view. I'm sorry, premium live event that we're going to discuss. And I know why Simon Miller goes crazy. Also known as the play. The play. It's uh, <laughs> uh, Liv Liv Morgan. We talked about Liv Morgan a second ago. The can we both just do this because it's mine too for yeah, the record. That's absolutely fine. We'll double up on this one. Uh, yep. What a horrible story hers is. God, to go from the plucky underdog that everybody was so happy she won the title two months ago. Yeah, two months ago. And then what do you it do? Was not even that long. You have her lose to Ronda Rousey, and like I, I'm trying to remember what it was exactly that happened. It was. She, Are you talking about her smiling as she passed no, no, out? No, no, no. The first time, I think when she fought Rousey in the, the rematch and Rousey like was beating the <clears> shit <throat> out of her, but then she won anyway by like, uh, I, I forget. Liv tapped, Liv tapped out. That's what it was. she had yeah. Rousey's shoulders pinned right. while Rousey so it was, was like a was same time holding thing. her yeah. in the submission. Yeah, and the yeah. ref didn't see. They even they even highlighted in the video package Michael Cole saying, "Oh, that's a terrible call." Yeah, because the ref like missed the missed the tap out. Yeah, and then that just that that's that torpedoed her. That torpedoed all yes. of her momentum. I mean, yes. literally, she fell and off the face. Most of the earth. that's seemingly born from the fact that pretty quickly after she won the title and and she was coming out, she was crying, like talking right. about having won. There was a contingency of people who started to boo her, like very yeah. counterculture, like, okay, well, you're not cool anymore. So we're going to be kind of this vocal minority of we're going to go against you. And, and that's when she to lost me, to Rousey, is, that amplified oh, that was it. by a million. It was done. Yeah. Yeah. I, to me, this has been one of the rare missteps of the, you know, if you want to call it the Triple H era. Um, of all the the goodwill that he's generated and all the stuff that is working based on changes he's made after taking over for Vince, this is what I don't I don't like, and yeah, I don't know if I'm just trying to justify it because okay, it's Ronda Rousey. They're probably still they owe her a certain amount of things or whatever. Uh, but to take the focus off Liv for a second, because God knows WWE is trying to. Um, I cannot stress to you how much I don't like Ronda Rousey. Same. I have said this before. I'll say it again. It has nothing to do with her her previous career. I don't care about that. That's whatever. I didn't I didn't care about it then, and I don't care about it now. But I sure as shit don't care about her as a professional wrestler. I think she's mediocre in the ring at best. I think her charisma is practically non-existent. Whatever she showed in UFC is gone. Uh, she doesn't look good as a wrestler in terms of in-ring capability. She has she that a weird finisher makeup. with a weird name. Yeah, that all that the the look itself never works. Like I just nothing nothing about Ronda Rousey in WWE works for me in any way shape or form and i get that that's not the case for everybody there's something to be said for somebody somebody out there thinks that ronda rousey is the greatest thing that's ever happened to, to wrestling right. she's not and more power um, to them if you believe sure that, have your opinion it. yeah but but i i i cannot reconcile why you would have that opinion i right. cannot wrap my head around so, it I, I don't get it I want to tack on to that because I agree with you. Uh, I, you and I don't always agree. But usually we do. we got a pretty similar mind. This yeah. is one of those cases I do agree with you because Rousey, everyone said she was the female Brock Lesnar, but there was a difference. The difference no. between Lesnar and her is Lesnar started in wrestling. He went to UFC, which just made his reputation as a badass better, and then he came right. back to wrestling as a conquering hero. Rousey started in UFC where I will take nothing away from her. She was a dominant sure. competitor until she Absolutely. wasn't. And when she lost, she lost and lost and lost. And then not only that, but her taking time off to go cry because she lost of uh, her opinions yep. as a person. Like she damaged her reputation when she got to WWE. She was basically damaged goods professionally. And sure. the fact that she has been boring, that she, she, Lesnar, you know, he took the UFC like a duck to water. He was already good at wrestling. Rousey right. came to wrestling and just looks uncomfortable. She doesn't look like she fits in. She All doesn't look like she belongs. She looks like she my, is forcing everything. My wife has pointed out on more than one occasion. I know this isn't really the point, but I think it feeds into it. Not only does she not look comfortable in doing promos in the ring, like her, her moves are awkward and stiff, but she literally looks uncomfortable. That ring gear, she is constantly yeah, tugging on the leg of her around. shorts. She's always pulling down the top. Like something's uncomfortable. Yeah. Get Get different fucking ring gear, man. You're man, Ronda Rousey. I, They're I, clearly letting you do whatever you want. So why are you constantly like pulling at stuff? It's just it's distracting. It's annoying. I never realized how how distracting that was until I started wrestling. And now every time I I pull my shorts up, 
or I pull my shorts down, <laughs> or I tug on my shirt, and you go back and watch your matches after the fact, and you see you do it, you go, oh, that looks bad. Why did I tug up my shorts right there? That that just looks like, all right, yeah. I'm in the middle of getting my ass kicked, but I took time out to, to fix my shorts. I gotta get comfy, you know? It, it's the same thing <clears throat> I see yeah, with, I... with Rey Mysterio a lot. He's always fiddling with his mask. Yep. Yeah. He does that. He puts his hands on either side of his head and he does that little he, he adjustment, adjusts, that little yeah. thing. And it drives me crazy. But the, but to take it back to, you know, not not even talking about Ronda, but to go back to Liv, the way that they they basically did present her as a fluke champion who who only got the win because she surprised Ronda after she was already hurt. Ronda handed her the belt, shook her hand and left, and then just kicked the shit out of her even though Liv won like the rematch and she got a pin and all that. Right. Ronda kicked the shit out of her the entire time. Liv has been the opposite of a dominating champion. She reminds me a lot of Rey Mysterio after he won the title when Eddie died. It's They book you as the underdog champion so much, no one believes you can win anymore. And exactly. I don't know what they were trying to do with her when, when they had her do the extreme rules, and now she's hardcore. Uh, I, I think... It, I don't know how much you... Have you seen much of the post-match stuff? Because I alluded to it earlier, but so so she passes out in Ronda's submission she's and smiling. she's like smiling. Yeah. And they have Corey make a mention of that on commentary or Michael Cole, somebody did. <clears throat> Afterward, she's just laying around smiling like that and Ronda just grabs the belt and leaves pretty much and whatever. Um, there was a, a like wwe.com yeah. exclusive kind of thing yeah the backstage where one of the interviewers comes up and Liv is just like sitting in the corner just rocking yeah nothing that's all we got from her so yeah. she's you know she used to be a little crazy and i guess now she's a little crazy again um can i tell you my least favorite take of where this is going yeah go ahead she's part she's part of bray wyatt's thing she's gonna be sister abigail shut the fuck shut the fuck up can, hear, hear me right now. Shut the fuck up. Can, can I, I not? I want to address this directly oh. to the WWE. Uh, please stop. Whatever you're yes. doing with Liv Morgan. Get some help. Liv Morgan was fine the way she was. She is. Yes. She's kind of like the little, almost like little punk little sister is, is what she reminded me of. Yeah. She looks like a supermodel. She can wrestle just fine. She was super popular with the fans. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Look what they're doing with Bianca Belair. I, they presented her right. a certain way, and she is fucking killing it. Liv could have done the same thing. I get that Alexa uh, Bliss and, and Liv Morgan have kind of similar vibes, and that's probably... Yeah. I, I, yeah. Triple H does not like having people who do the same thing. Like Triple H is a big gimmick guy, so he definitely wants people to be differentiated in that way. And I get that, and I'm down for that. Um, but if anybody should be quote-unquote going to Bray Wyatt's side it should be Alexa well, if she's history. not up for that that's perfectly fine too right. I'm not I'm not saying that that should happen at all but if it should happen probably that would be the way here's what I'd be perfectly fine with and I know that this is totally deviating from the, the current oh, situation what but was that? Alexa's kind of directionless right she has nothing to do she's generally worked really well in a tag team in the past Liv now has nothing to do and they've clearly not really known what to do with her she looks half crazy anyway Put the two of them together. Let me know what you find like, out. Like I, I don't hate the idea really of just putting the two of them together as a as a women's tag team. We need some more competitors for the women's tag team championships anyway. Don't just make it a random thing. Like let's get some team up shirts like she had with with uh, Nikki Cross back when she was still Nikki Cross. Right. Um. Give give us a legitimate women's tag team there. I feel like Alexa would thrive in that situation. Liv, of course, did a great job with the Riot Squad. Uh, and as much as I love to see them work individually, if they both have like similar personalities and there's no need to change them, put them together. At least that's something. It's better than just throw them at Bray Wyatt because oh. she's crazy. Oh, my God. You put Liv Morgan <laughs> and Alexa Bliss in a tag team together, the streets will run. <laughs> the streets will drown in the ejaculate of wrestling nerds, <laughs> Hunter. I, look, look, I assumed that it was understood. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to say it aloud. I don't want to think about it. I don't need. But... I don't need Alexa and Liv teaming up. Like that is. Uh, there's some <laughs> wrestling fan out there's gonna have. He's gonna rub it raw. It's gonna be. Oh. It's gonna look like a little red rocket ship, oh. and it's very it's... little. Things things must change now, please. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. The, anyway, I also hate it. Yeah, it's bad. I hate what they did to Liv. Just a couple of months it's ago, bad. we were talking about how happy we were with Liv winning the title and good for her yeah. and all that. And they butchered it. And like, how do yep. you rehab her by it's, making her it's crazy? They botched it. You, you put her, she's not going to be comfortable in the crazy role. She's still just going to be the hot little sister. Like I just, embrace, I don't, don't want to see, embrace what you are. Bray would say that. 
I don't want to see a reversion to like the the Riot Squad stuff because I mean she was good with the Riot Squad, but she was always just kind of there. She was you know? the punk little kid. She had the pink hair. Right. She stuck her tongue yeah. out. She what was the... we've we've evolved past that. There's no need to go back to to roll it back. And I'm trying. Here, here's the the last thing I'll say about it. I'm trying to grant Triple H or whoever uh, or whatever some a little bit of of grace, a little bit of clemency. The idea that like okay, you've you've earned a lot of goodwill with me up to this point. So yes, maybe there is a plan. But I also don't like to just keep going like, oh, guys, just keep watching. Like, it's going to it's going to any day now. It's going right. to get better. So I I need to say something real quick. Uh, yeah, you muted your mic. What happened? So just uh, a few minutes ago, there was this gigantic crash. I mean, it sounded like the yes. entire top of my house fell off. And yeah, so, it was right around the time I was stalling, if you couldn't yes. tell, if you're listening to the well, show. Well, <laughs> so I hear this, and Lindsay is, li- you know, is up my, my roommate. She's upstairs, mm. and I, I I mute my mic on here, and I yell up there, hey, what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. But I did not mute my mic on the recording. <laughs> so even though you so couldn't hear it, all they I'm heard talking. me going was like, I'm just yelling like, what was that? What the cats do? <laughs> God. So, so what you oh, told God, me whole time I was talking about this whole time I was talking about that tag team. It sounds like you were actively <laughs> ignoring me. Like this fucker right here. I don't even want to hear it. What the cats doing? Yeah, I and I, I muted it again. I looked over and I was like, that was loud. And I saw the recording is still going. I'm like, ah, shit. Just- <laughs> and now I'm really hoping I didn't call the cats Wonderful. anything anti-Semitic uh, because I'm not Kanye <laughs> well, you West. Do that. I you will do occasionally do that. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think unequivocally that was the worst, the worst thing in wrestling in a while. Um, at the very least, in WWE, I think it's fair to say that that's the most. Oh shit! Was that frustrating thing in WWE? Well, I'll What's tell you what. Right now, I'm gonna go look in my room real quick because, like, yeah. That might have been my shelf. It better not have been my shelf. Remember, I told you I had that gangster lean to it. Oh, that lean in one. Yeah, yeah, you better go check that out. So uh, I'll stall. Do we, your thing. I well, got will it. you get us started? We're basically we're going to talk about the pay per view. So you get us started. I'll yes. be right back. The premium live event uh, that was Extreme Rules. I all right. Here's what I'm going to tell you guys while he's gone. I fucked up because I didn't bring up the the card listing. Um, so I'm going to do that now, uh, just so I have it in front of me because I know I'm going to forget something if I don't. Uh, off the top of my head, I remember that the show started hot with that that old fashioned Donnie Brook match. That was pretty dope. Um, the the brawling brutes, which I'll just tell you is a lazy uh, term, but uh, you know it is what it is. It fits the guys. Uh, Sheamus and his crew against Imperium. That was it was a great choice for an opening match because it was just wild as hell. Um, it was exactly what was what was advertised a huge uh, brawl. I like the idea that Imperium didn't want to be involved in it because they didn't like that kind of match. Uh, but but it worked. I mean, it worked out in the end. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not going to be able to do this in order because they're not all in front of me in order. I want to say that Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey was right after that. I think that was the uh, the second match. So we pretty much talked about that at length at this point. Um, Drew McIntyre carrying Cross in the strap match. It was fine. Uh, I, I wasn't super impressed, if I'm being totally honest with you. It was a little slow, uh, a little bit plodding. I liked the idea. Uh, overall, it was it was, it was was fine. It was a perfectly cromulent match. Um, but I don't know that it's the best way to highlight either of these guys right now. They probably need to find somebody else to, to deal with, and I don't think that's going to happen. That's probably the worst thing coming out of that. Still a better ultimate outcome uh, than than the SmackDown Women's Title match. Yeah, cross. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Hey, I was just blaring through stuff, man. I just tackled that first match and just blew oh, right I past it. I, I yeah, and I apologize, guys, for the, the, no, you're fine. Listening, something like I, I eventually I was like, oh shit, that wasn't our roof falling in, was it? <laughs> because we need to change that roof. Um, oh. so, I'm gonna go look at that oh. afterwards. Uh, but I did want to mention like that brawling brutes match. Was easily my favorite match of the night. I thought it was. I thought it was really good, really fun. Sheamus yeah, is a star. Yeah. Every, everybody in that match looks yes. like stars. Gunther I, looks like a monster. Probably my favorite. My favorite part coming out of it really too is that I think it was Sheamus himself who noted, "I've been around for like 15 years, man. 
I don't know where this came from. Like all of a sudden, you know, 10 years later, you guys like me again, but I'm here for it. I'm yeah. here for, for this being a thing, the career uh, resurgence of Seamus. And yeah, Walter, Walter Gunther, whatever you want to call him, um, <clears throat> him and Imperium both uh, just, just look, look like world beaters coming out of that, even though they didn't win. Like it's, it's still, nobody came out of that match looking poorly. That's, so. that's absolutely true. It did a lot to rehab the image of Rich Holland, after what happened yes. with, uh, yes. with Big E, obviously. Big E, very much. And, you know, I used to be irritated by the fact they changed Gunther's name uh, from Walter to Gunther. Because I was like, well, that just seems unnecessary. But at the same time, Walter was never a very intimidating name. It's not like Gunther is, but like... It's, 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 it's a very lateral move to me. Right. At the end of the day, yeah. I don't I don't like it because it feels like change for the sake of change, which it 100% was. Right. Uh, but it's also, it's fairly inoffensive, yeah. um, which is funny. Cause if you remember, we were talking about it originally, there was that whole, they were going to call him Gunther something. And it was like very much a, a German well, Nazi, a Nazi commander. That's just yeah, a Nazi. Yeah. Um, so like, they took the offensive part of it out and now it's just kind of like, all right, well you just made a change to make a change. I guess like that's whatever. Like when they, they were going to bring in uh Hirohito and they decided <laughs> Hirohito was a bad idea. So they changed his name to Kenzo Suzuki. Yes, and that also turned out to be a bad idea, but not again because it was you know racist or anything. Just because it was like, uh, this this ain't working, is it? Him yeah. and Tory Wilson, eh, we're good. Oh, my least favorite part about that was he had a valet, and I can't remember her name now. I can't either. Um, but she was very much like a geisha. She was a geisha, basically. which I I looked up pictures of her um, to see what she actually looked like, and she was so beautiful. That I'm like, the fact that they put her in, you know, ra- not racist. I guess you can't say it's racist because it is Japanese. It is custom. So it's not like, Yeah, you know, but it also kind of felt like. Hiroko. Hiroko they Suzuki. They, yeah, they weren't really going for any kind of like, we're not going to honor any of this. Uh, we're, we're very much using it as like a super now, stereotypical. Hunter, what part of WWE makes you think they would be that way? Considering the fact that <laughs> they, uh. They had they had a very famous Japanese wrestler in there if you remember named uh, uh, Lord Tensai, and oh he, yeah, he was, yeah you mean Matt Bloom? Well, I don't know that name, but uh, I'm putting just what about just, uh, that that famous Japanese wrestler Yokozuna? So there's a I put a picture that is what his uh, just for fun I just wanted to show you Who was Samoan. That's what uh, his wife Hiroko looked like when she wasn't dressed yeah. up as a, a geisha. She was she's beautiful. So the fact that they were like, yeah, but ain't nobody going, ain't nobody going to recognize a Japanese girl like that. Put her in the geisha makeup. Nah. I'm a little surprised they didn't give her Mr. Fuji's bag of salt to like throw in people's faces. Honestly, I don't I mean, think it, it lasted it, long enough. Boy, there's it was leaning right on that. There's nothing spookier than stereotypes. Oh, uh, I also kind of I was in the middle oh, of talking God. about the no McIntyre and Cross strap match. I think when I'm you sorry. when you. Can, can I just can we go back real quick? Can we rewind? Yeah. <clears throat> I want to give sure. you the, give you the Liv Morgan thing because I remembered something else I saw that I have to mention. Mm. <sighs> I don't know how to talk about this because on the one hand I'm old enough now where I don't give a shit anymore, but on the other hand there's still that part of me that is it is part Jim Cornette. I have to mention what I saw. I saw a wrestling match, and and if you're listening to the show, you've probably seen the clip going around. There was the Luigi Primo uh, pizza maker. We thought that was as stupid as it was going to get this year. No, mm-hmm. I saw a wrestling match recently of a man wrestling a dog. And the trainer of the dog oh, like commanded no. the dog to kick him in the chest. He fell down, and then the dog stepped on him, and he pinned him, and he won. And the crowd goes nuts. And I thought, fuck, <coughs> fuck you. I, I get it. He's a dog, and I can't be <laughs> mad at a dog. But like, I don't know. I'm so torn on this because, again, I don't give a shit. Wrestling, I don't care if wrestling's fake anymore. If people think it's fake, the, it, it is what right. it is. But the other part of me is just like, come on, man, a fucking. D- you're, you're just like <sighs> Dennis in the living room going, hey, Hunter, a dog, a dog <laughs> pinned a guy in a wrestling match, and I'm in the other room going, I don't care. You just uh, go, ah, yeah, shit, I don't care. Either. I don't care either. Jim Cornette's gonna have a fucking heart attack at stroke, and maybe that's very for the best, much. But... Very much he is. Yeah, uh, I just yeah, I there's, hate there's it. also part of me I that's like it. that's that's very stupid. And yet another part of me is like, he's doing such a good job. He's a good though. boy. 
He's like good Steven. Boy. They're all good dogs. He's like Steven. He's oh, got Steven's a good dog, got mentality. dog mentality. Yeah. 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 He's he's right there on. So the strap match between Drew McIntyre, formerly known yeah. as Drew Galloway, Asa could always got him confused, and yes. and Karrion Cross. Uh, I thought it was fine. It wasn't what I was hoping it would be. It was it was inoffensive. That's almost exactly what I said. It was a yeah. perfectly cromulent match. I don't think it was a great way to highlight either one of these guys, but I also don't think it did anything to hurt either one of them. I think it was a fairly predictable outcome. You can't have Cross lose this match uh, right. with him being so you know new and needed to be built up. Uh, but at the same time, you can't have Drew take a clean pin, so you use what you got, and that's Scarlet. And I'll and, tell you and, what. It worked, but it it was it was sure there. What's perfectly cromulent is Scarlet. I said this before: how Vince McMahon didn't see a million dollars in Scarlet, I'll never understand. And like, (laughs) so good lord, (laughs) Sarah. Sarah was watching the show with me. This is the first time she's ever seen them together. And I was like, oh, you might like these guys. They got a very like kind of gothic TikTok apocalyptic, you know, fall and pray the whole thing. I I think you'll you'll enjoy it. It's pretty dope. And as they're coming out, she's like, all right, yeah, I'm into the I'm into the vibe. You know, I enjoy that. And then they're in the ring together and she goes, All right, this is this is just gonna be kind of mean, but I gotta I gotta ask, how did he get her? <laughs> and I was like, Look, I, I don't I don't know. I Look, said he doesn't always he has like a lot of different looks because she didn't like his hair. She doesn't like his current hair. I love his hair. Like I love his hair. I love it. She hates it. Hates oh. it. It is the epitome of a fuckboy haircut. So I said, Well, he hasn't always done that. Like for a while he had it kind of like buzzed. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes it's like almost like the Caesar, like it's a little kind of like yeah. wet and like yeah. down in his face. And I showed her a few different pictures and every time she's like, I still don't get how this guy got that girl. I don't <laughs> get how she's like, I got nothing against the guy. No offense. Right. I just, I don't, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at that and I'm going, how? Yeah. <laughs> I, I met the man in person. I would tell her that like, he's real big. <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> a very large man. And, and I, you know, I told her that that he had been around the area, and I'm like, and all I've heard is nothing but good stuff. But I'm sure he's very nice, and I'm sure that's how, you know. Yeah. She goes, yeah, it's just the visual. I just, I just keep looking and going, I don't get it, but okay. She, I you mean, there, do you? There is a reason they called her the Smoke Show, and boy, that's no lie. Uh, she, and again, I don't know how Vince, Vince saw them together in NXT and went, uh, let's bring him up, give him a mask, hey, just keep her down, like keep her in the back. I. What I think I've said this before, but but the 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 uh, how do I put this conspiracy theory of mine on that is that Vince was getting called out so often for like trying to separate husband and wife couples mm-hmm. that he was like I'm not even gonna actually bring them up together because if he do if he did if he does you know what's gonna happen sooner or later they're gonna get split and he's gonna make her make out with somebody else on national television and I feel like Karrion Cross would have been the first guy to step up and go. No, the nah. fuck you're not. Right, right. No, you're not. We're not, we're not going to do that. All right, so we're going to um, have uh, Scarlet make out with uh, Bobby Lashley tonight. And Cross is like, nah. <laughs> no, nah. I don't think you are. No, I, it doesn't. <laughs> she has she has an OnlyFans account, and she probably makes more on her OnlyFans in a month that than, than she makes in a year for wrestling. So it's not like they fucking yeah. need the money. Anyway, yeah. let's go on to the next match. Um, so actually that was the third, cause I think the SmackDown women's match was the second one. That's fine. Right. We've talked about it. That, there was the raw women's title match, uh, Bianca and Bailey again, a, a perfectly cromulent. Actually, it was a better match. I think than the strap match overall. Here was, was my biggest problem with that. What the hell do you do with damage control now? Oh, um, well, you know, I get it. you do damage Bianca control. Is, I was going to say she, she's the John Cena of the women's division. We've said this a couple of times. They are very much building her up as who the hell can beat Bianca Belair. And that's great. I love yeah. Bianca. She looks awesome on raw as the champion and really kind of taken over as the face of that division. Uh, but she just beat three women in a ladder match alone. Three of the uh, women that you're trying Highest. to put over as the, the yep. toughest people in there. You Alright, so yeah. I like Bianca Belair. I, I used to not like Bianca Belair. I remember when me and Asa and Dalton sure. would do the show and I would be like, I don't get it. I don't get her. What is yeah. the EST? I get it now. I think I, she's fantastic. I think a lot of it Real quick, I think a lot of it is that they've really backed off on the hair thing. Like she does it once or twice at most a match I, now. I like the hair, and really thing. she's just a well, I do, but like it's it's very gimmicky. Yes, like it's very much a big time gimmick. I, I appreciate that it is now like it's kind of her people's elbow. Like it's her, right. it's, it's something in the back of the repertoire, but it's not how she's winning matches really right anymore. But she won this match by beating up everybody, and 
Yes. If ever there was a time where she needed to lose a match and lose the title, it was this. It's not like when she lost the title to oh, Becky when Becky first came back. Losing to Bailey right. makes sense because wrestling is always about the chase. You want to watch the good guy chase the bad guy. Um, having Bianca was, lose to Bailey would have made perfect sense, especially with all the outside well, interference. I was also very, very convinced. Like this is probably the first time in a long time I've been legitimately, legitimately convinced this is where Sasha and Naomi come back. Yeah. If they're coming back, this is it. Because of course uh, they kept mentioning Alexa's out of commission, Oscar's out of commission. You know, Damage Control took them out on on Raw uh, this past week. So who's going to watch Bianca's back? And I kept going, here it is, just any second now. One of them, both of them, is coming through the crowd. Nope, Bianca just beat everybody. At by this herself. point, I'll be honest with you. I don't think cool, I don't I mean, think Sasha and Naomi are coming back at this point. I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. I think if they were going to do it, it would have been done. Yeah, I'm convinced that Triple H couldn't make it work. He probably mended the fences. I mean, I, I'm sure he went in and was like, "Hey, Hall of Fame someday when you're ready, call me. You know, we'll make it happen." Sasha, at least, maybe not Naomi, Naomi so much. And I hate to say that, but let's get real. It's true. One of the two of them was right. a big star. The other one was very much there with her. Yeah. Um, I think that's all that's going to happen there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. I'm not upset about the the outcome in the sense that I think it's okay if Bailey's not champion yet. You know, Damage Control is still the women's tag team champions. Uh, Bianca holding the title is not the worst thing. And, well, and Extreme <laughs> Rules maybe is not the place to drop the title. I just... Well, Hunter... I get you, it. <clears throat> you asked, what, yeah. what do you do with Damage Control after that? You have Bailey lose on Raw to Candice LeRae. Yeah, that was another confusing <laughs> choice. Bailey now has lost twice. So unless they're going to try to mix that stable up this quickly and have EO and and uh, Dakota go, you know, we have belts. <laughs> You're the loser. You, you seem to be the problem. Yeah. But they just did that with Edge and Judgment right. Day. So right. I don't know. Speaking of. They did that with um, Edge and Judgment Day when Edge and Judgment Day were winning and they still beat Edge up. Yeah. So why would they? <laughs> yeah, oh, that was. Hey, what's up next? What were you going to say? Well, Edge and Finn Balor oh, in, okay. in an I quit match. Um, a match minutes. that ultimately, yeah, ultimately I think I, I agree. Asa and I were talking about this as it was going on. I agree with Asa in the end. I think it was too long. Um, I feel like so part good. of me says, well, you need that that setup until everything kind of breaks down and the interference starts running. The other part mm-hmm. of me goes, yeah, but when they show the highlights of the match, what are they showing? Mm-hmm. They're not showing anything that happens prior to Dominic, Rhea, uh, uh, Priest, Beth, Ray, all getting involved now, in the match. With that said, I thought I thought the ending was really good. I loved what they did with yes. Beth Phoenix and Edge. Yes. It made complete sense. It, Absolutely. Uh, you know, Rhea, Rhea and Beth went at it. Huge pop from the crowd. Uh, Beth gets sucker punched with brass knuckles, puts her down, and then yeah. Edge surrenders because he wants to protect his wife, and then they right. crush his wife's head anyway. This is the perfect setup for Edge and Beth to fight Finn and um, I, Rhea, except now after Raw, who the fuck knows if that's going to happen? I will say this, and I'm being really nitpicky about it. I also really liked it in the moment. like In the in, in a bubble, I was like, this is dope. This is the best way they can handle this again. Neither one of these guys needs to be losing. It makes sense for Edge to lose in a way where he he didn't really quit because he thought he was going to be hurt or because he didn't want to be hurt anymore. He's he protecting his wife, yeah. But Beth Phoenix goes from, in the span of literally seconds, um, a world-beating Glamazon coming back from a Hall of Fame career, beating up everyone in the ring, running the entirety of the Judgment Day out, to, and I get the brass knuckles knocked her out, but all of a sudden Edge is worried about her getting hit with a chair. Well, like, you know, and I understand it. I, I understand, like, hey, you know, he wants to protect his wife. He doesn't want to hurt. But now suddenly she's this frail thing that's going well, to be, like, I, murdered I, if Rhea hits her. I, I've actually, I've heard that criticism in a couple places, and I get it. Like, I don't entirely disagree with it. The only thing I'll say about it is the brass knucks, I think, at least made sense and why she was out cold. And then yeah. they have always portrayed the concerto as a incredibly dangerous um, like an injury uh, causing, right? Like it, a, almost. I'm gonna put injury. you down for a three count. This is something that's going to hurt you. You're right. going to the hospital. Yeah. Right. So I get yeah, it. I, like, I, I get it. it it's it, it's a slippery slope for me. It's somewhere in the middle. I see both sides of the argument. I want to yeah. see what they do with it afterwards. I want to see what yeah. happens with Beth and Edge, if anything. Because again, oh. on Raw now you you know we're probably not gonna get to talk about this very much because we're covering the pay per view. But I'll just say it now: the Good Brothers came back in a very surprising yeah. move and. I I am not a big fan of Luke Gallows and, and and Doc Anderson. I don't think you are either. 
I'm sorry. Not really. I'm not a big fan of Doc Gallows and Luke and what the fuck are their names? Carl Anderson. Jesus Christ. Machine gun, machine gun Anderson. Yeah. Um, I, I'm also very much. That's why I'm not a fan of them. They're very much there for me. Again, they're, they're perfectly cromulent wrestlers. I don't, I don't get the hype around them. I don't understand why they're such a big deal. Um, I said the same thing about Drew McIntyre and eventually I kind of came around a little bit on him. So I don't know. Maybe to, someday. To tie this into the passing of the great Antonio Inoki, did you ever see the clip of Luke Gallows? That's why I kept saying Luke, because it's Luke Gallows. Yeah. Before it was Doc Gallows, Luke Gallows. Yeah. And I think it was Sylvester Turkey. Turkey. Turkey? Whatever. Turkai. Turkai, thank you. Yeah. Did you see the match they had in New Japan? No. So I shit you not. They're having a match and it it looks fine. Like it doesn't look like anything special. It's kind of a yeah. slow big man match. Antonio Inoki is so pissed about the match. He comes out, starts throwing chairs, grabs the ring bell, starts dinging it, and is just screaming at them. And they go right to the finish. And as you see, like he's throwing chairs around. He's so mad about the match. He is literally incensed because the match was so bad, according to him. And uh, as Gallows is going back up, he has this holy shit look on his face like, I will never work in wrestling again. <laughs> he probably got the shit slapped oh. out of him backstage. Uh, it's R.I.P. It's epic. And Antonio and Noki. Yes. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about that, but that's a, that's a good combination of all those things. Um, oh, yeah, man. I mean, I'll, I'll say this about Gallows and Anderson. They're, they're good hands in terms of... Um, and it makes sense. Like they're, they're perfectly, you know, they're... they're pretty good in the ring all things considered a lot of people will tell you they're the greatest thing of all time and that's why i don't but they're they're perfectly serviceable wrestlers who who are capable of holding their own um again they're they're just solid workhorse candidates to have around um i think it helps for aj i think having him having like a little group to work with is good i also think they're nice and charismatic in the sense that they did a great job with the like the southpaw wrestling stuff you go look at that they were phenomenal there and it makes Um, sense yeah but the, like the, you said, I am, I am confused about now what happens with all the other stuff. I could see part of me goes, okay, well, it's it's more obvious than I'm letting it be. Survivor Series, right? It's Edge, AJ and the OC, and Ray against the Judgment Day. I but bet. the Judgment Day is three dudes and Rhea Ripley. And one of the dudes is Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because you would have to put Ray in there, too. If right. You, yeah. So yeah. where's the other? Who's the other person? Because usually five on five is Survivor Series. So Edge, Ray, and the OC, AJ, and and Gals and Anderson against who? Balor, Priest, Dominic. Rhea? Are you gonna put Rhea in the match? Are you actually gonna pull that trigger? I I feel and like who's, who's the fifth man, Shannon? <laughs> who's the fifth man? I, I feel like what they'll do is they'll put. I think they'll do Rhea versus Beth in a one on one match. Or they'll yeah. do a mixed tag match, but I would like to. Now that you say that, I would like to see. I would like to see them all in the match together. Put Beth on yeah. the side of you know the OC and Edge. Put Rhea on the other side. But then the question is, yeah, who's the fifth person when it comes to the now Judgment you need Day? A, at that point, you need another tag team. So yeah. you, if you're going to do the four that you have, then you need basically another tag team to counter, I guess, Gallows and Anderson. Um, and and how big do you want to make this faction? Like, how much do you want to do? I've heard some some kind of swirling rumors that the Viking Raiders are getting a repackage because the whole Viking thing's just not working at this point, um, or any point ever. In <laughs> uh, but one point, at time, at like, one point, they were called the Viking Experience. They were the Viking Experience. Did God you remember what their it. finisher was? No, the Viking Experience. <laughs> And then they were the new vicious Viking Raiders. God oh, damn it! They used God. to be called War Machine. I get why you can't call them War, War Machine. Machine, but oh War my Machine. God! And then they were the War Raiders in NXT, which was fine. I can handle that's War fine. Raiders, but it just kept getting the worse. Viking anyway, experience, motherfucker. I I don't hate the idea oh, of them God. being part of the Judgment Day if they get kind of a repackage, but. Uh, but then there's like, oh, but they're going to work with Bray Wyatt. And I, I don't know. I'm getting ahead of myself yeah. with that. The match at, at Extreme Rules was good. It was good. Uh, minus some really nitpicky stuff about right. the ending. I thought it was – I definitely think it worked in the moment. Uh, I appreciate the way Edge was yelling for them to get help for Beth Phoenix at the point that they had to censor him. Right. Uh, that, that, was, that was pretty Again, dope. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. And then I was going to mention earlier, and I forgot, Rhea coming out with the Beth Phoenix armband yes. on Raw. 
was just mm, chef's uh, kiss icing on the cake. You know, Judgment Day hasn't always got the respect it deserves because it has kind of been a, a losing faction a lot of the times. But the, yeah. don't take anything away from them. they're such a good group. building them up. Damian oh, Priest is fantastic. Rhea dude, though is a Michael Cole for the calls at the show. I was reading in some of the 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 like recaps of people were like, "Oh, Michael Cole's too much. He was over the top. It was annoying. I wanted him to hit him." Oh, fuck that. Michael Cole, now that he's off the leash, is doing the best work he's ever done in his Agreed. career. And how angry he was at Dominic for hitting his own father and yeah. then the talking about him getting his comeback when Edge kicked him in the nuts and all that. God, it was and and you know yelling at Rhea, the reminiscent of JR. Get help out for Beth. It really was. Yeah. You can see the elements of the old JR and, and what which he's is, doing. It was all Which yes, is great because we, really we need JR because the JR that exists now yeah. isn't even the JR that we need. Just a shadow, man. Uh, but yeah, I, he, he hung it up. Boy, Rhea Ripley looks like a megastar <laughs> in all this. I think one of my favorite parts about her getting to showcase like this is that we really for all we've ever seen of Rhea in, in the, since she's kind of had the shift away from being like uh wish.com Charlotte flair, they never really let her do anything in, in that heel persona. She almost immediately got started treated as a face because people got behind her, which is great. But now she's showing that she's one of those rare people who can be just as entertaining on either side. Yeah. of events. I, uh, I remember a Twitter thing that someone, cause I think she's with, I may be wrong. She's with, Wesley Blake. She might be with Buddy Murphy. That she, sounds right. She's not with, Murphy. Well, maybe it is Murphy. Shit. Hang on. I'm going to find out. It's now one of them. Right. All I know is that some asshole Stan fan online messaged her or like tweeted at her and said, what does he have that I don't? And her reply was simply me. And I thought, yeah, <laughs> that's good shit. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing that right now. That was back in August. Yeah, unless something happened, they are indeed. Which one? They are indeed together. Uh, Buddy, Buddy Murphy. It is Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Murphy. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Someone asked, what does Buddy have that I don't? His Her response was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's the same kind of fan that will be um, flooding his basement with ejaculate if Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss form a tag team. The salty sea. Oh, All I'm gross. saying is they're anyway. gonna they gotta put <laughs> they gotta put pants on those girls because they keep wearing those little short shorts. These guys are gonna they're gonna they're never gonna oh, repopulate much. the 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 universe. What is the next match? <laughs> it's there's only one more, and that's the fight pit. Thank God, um, it was it fun. was it was also fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't really super into this. I saw someone mention it. I hadn't even considered this. Um, so Riddle wins in the fight pit, which should be that big a surprise because it's like his signature match, right? Right. But that's also kind of the problem. He's the face. So right. when he wins in the signature match, it's like, the odds. duh. Like, right. yeah, congratulations. But, but to be fair. did the thing we expected you to Rollins do. Rollins is the one that, at least Rollins is the one that picked the match. He's the one that said fight pit. That's true. Yeah. yeah. My favorite part coming out of this I, is, is the interviews with Daniel Cormier, where he said that people oh, were calling yeah. him Carl Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah look man daniel Cormier seems like a nice guy he but is. they tried to do the thing where like he would grab someone to throw him into the thing and be like keep your hands off me and all that and i i don't care <laughs> i don't care shit i don't care either you know like i'm watching it going okay yeah but they're just gonna go right back to what they were doing I, um I, I, maybe the best thing in this match honestly to me was rollins rvd gear where he yeah. was aping all of rob van damme shit i thought that was fucking hilarious i think he did the frog splash like if daniel great. uh if daniel cormier ends up going to wwe like the rumors say is a lot of ufc guys are wanting to go to wwe because they're having fun um, yeah, I, I think yeah. it will be a more important. I like Daniel Cormier. I think he's a great fighter. I think he's a good person. Um, sure. I don't think he's Carl Winslow, <laughs> but that is very funny to me that the people were calling him that. <laughs> um, the match itself was fine. I like Riddle. I don't like him personally, but even he yeah. recently, I've read interviews where he's talked about how his personal life is a living hell that, you know, he's kind of put himself in a corner. So for someone to admit sure. that and say it, okay, I'll give you props. But professionally, he's one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. I think he's funny. He's a great athlete. Yeah. He's got that legit vibe of being a real ass kicker. Um, Absolutely. So I was glad he won here and finally got his revenge. But let's just get to the let's get to the thing. Let's get to the thing that everyone's talking about because. All right. And what I loved about it was 
so Riddle wins. He's going to the back with Cormier. They put the the copyright up, and that's always the sign. Remember, we used to watch pay per views at yeah. uh, at gaming grounds, and when we we were expecting something to happen, and that copyright yep. logo would pop up, we go, "Are you fucking kidding me? That's it." And it's, gotcha. it's important to note here. I, I honestly, I did not know this. I found out after the fact. I guess I, I didn't realize it. But Triple H has been playing that like He's done it before. Marvel post credit scene thing for yeah. a while. That's when that's when uh, Kevin Owens attacks Sami Zayn and Gargano. NXT, that is Gargano and Champa. Yeah. Um. And there was one other that escapes me right now. But yeah, th- this is kind of his trademark. So I feel like. I got fucking worked because part of me should have been like, wait a minute. But definitely when the logo popped up, I went, oh, you son of a bitch. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then. <laughs> and then because they, they did have one of the white rabbit reveals earlier. And I thought, you know, they've been stretching. Sorry, they've been stretching it out for so long. I thought they'd stretch it out for another yeah. couple of shows. But no, as they're walking to the back, the lights suddenly go out. And boy, there you couldn't hear a thing in that place for the next five minutes because... Everybody was, so, and they didn't even know who it was. The moment the lights no. went out, it was that belief that it could be Bray Wyatt that right. had everybody on their toes. <clears throat> Once he started singing, he's got the whole world in his hands, which I hate, by the way. I hate. I've always hated. I still hate it. <laughs> so that's not my favorite thing. I didn't know that. Why do you hate that so much? I, I hate it because they made it into such a thing. When he was doing it, it was fine. But there was one point where they had this creepy little kid come out and sing it to John Cena, and it just got annoying. Oh, yeah. It got I annoying. So, I, I, I will I will mention this in, in uh, reference to that. I had forgotten about this, but I was doing some, like, Bray Wyatt deep dive into his, like, whole – the whole thing that he's created, the whole persona and the all the backstory, all the lore and all that. I had forgotten that apparently at one point in time, and I can't think of the name, it starts with an A, he directly referenced some demon and is like, pretty much said, I'm, this is this is the whole thing. This is everything you need to know. This demon possessed me, and that's what drives all the shit that I do. Um, he mentioned it by name in that John <laughs> Cena thing, and then when the little kid started singing, evidently, if you you were watching like from the right angle, you can see Bray Wyatt like, like jump and kind of freak out when that happens. And then a minute later he goes back to normal. And so the, the like kind of background pseudo reference was supposed to be, Oh, the demon briefly left Bray to possess the kid. And it freaked him out because he didn't know that it could do that. And it's like, I think you motherfuckers are reading too much into shit, but that's, I I'll take it. It's dope. It's interesting. And I'm here for it. Okay. I need to say something. (laughs) Um, Short of The Undertaker, I have always hated supernatural elements in wrestling. I get not true. You like Kane. Uh, I put him in the same class as The Undertaker. <laughs> I, you know, uh, short I, of Undertaker and Undertaker adjacent people. <laughs> yes, because I grew up with The Undertaker and Kane to an extent, so I kind of accepted sure. it. But now, in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty two. I, it's hard for me to, to take that kind of shit seriously when I think wrestling is a sport. I, I will always view it as a sport. I get it. It's sports entertainment. Um, when the Firefly Funhouse first started, I don't even know. You know, you believe something for so long, you're not sure anymore if it was true or if you yeah. just thought it up and you don't know what's real anymore. Absolutely. I remember discussions with Ace and Dalton where we talked about the Firefly Funhouse and the belief was, at least if I remember correctly, that it was Bray Wyatt's PTSD. That was the original right. idea for yeah. idea for it. It was PTSD. That's why he had the hurt and the heel. He did the funhouse mm-hmm. as a way of dealing with his mental like instability. And the sure. fiend was the protector that would come out when he was threatened. It was his dark side. And I loved that idea. I thought that was fantastic. Sure. What's yeah. not fantastic is all of the fucking supernatural bullshit that they put in there with, you know... Yeah. I, I know everyone says, a lot of people say, I should say, they love the John Cena match, the Firefly Funhouse match. I hated it. I mm-hmm. thought it was one of the worst things I'd ever seen. I love both of those guys. And there were parts in it that I found entertaining. But you're trying to tell me that in a professional wrestling show, this motherfucker went back through time and also went to different dimensions or whatever with John Cena. Like, give me a fucking break. I absolutely hate that shit. And I wanted them to move away from that. I feel like I said it at that time, and I'm not going to spend much time on this, but I'll, I'll briefly interject to say... I. I think I said it. I'll say it now. I would have been not fully on board with it, but far more on board with it. If it just hadn't been advertised as a match, it's like, it's like Ghostbusters. It, wasn't a match. it just wasn't Ghostbusters. Yeah. I wouldn't, 
it wouldn't bother me so much. And, and if it, it just wasn't calling itself something that I don't feel like it, it has earned. And it's the same thing here. It, it wasn't like said, a match. It wasn't really a match. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there were a bunch of clips, which I thought were entertaining, entertaining. And yes. I, I like, I liked the idea of like, Oh, what if John Cena had turned heel? Like we're looking at John Cena through the lens of this, like right. Bray Wyatt fiend PTSD yeah. thing. That's cool. I didn't then need you to tack on like a random finisher and a three count. I don't need that. If I'm perfectly fine with it not being a match. The first time ever, John Cena, Bray Wyatt as the fiend or whatever, I don't know. It, it wasn't even for like a belt. If it was for a no. belt, that'd be a different story. But if if it wasn't. this if this had been a film directed by Kev or produced by Kevin Feige where Bray Wyatt shows John Cena what would have happened if he had turned heel instead, and this is a scripted movie yeah. in the world of entertainment, I would have been fine with it. This is goddamn life. This is goddamn professional wrestling where you want me to believe that these guys are fighting over a title, but this motherfucker just showed this guy what life would be like if he had and, turned bad guy instead. It's I hate it. I can't stand it. And if we have like new listeners, I need to point out that somebody somewhere is like, oh, it's not like it was the first time. I need you to know Shannon also hates all yes. of the fucking delete I, shit. Yes. All of the. Yes, that don't get me wrong. <laughs> this is not new information. I still find them entertaining. I thought the deletion yes. matches were entertaining. But yeah. as a wrestling fan and as sometimes a wrestling purist, boy, did I hate it. Because, again, <laughs> if, if you had, let's just take, for example, if on this show. You had led with the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. This big fight. Everyone's knocking the shit out of each other. You followed that up with the goddamn dog match. And you present it as just as real as the first match. I would have been fucking screaming my lungs out. Going, are you fucking kidding me? So yes, I hate bullshit like that. But with that said, let's get past all that. Let's get back to Bray coming back here. Um... Was it ridiculous and over the top? Absolutely. They start showing real life versions of the puppets out in the crowd, uh, yeah. which all got a big pop. And then the black phone mask, the black phone, which I still don't get. I don't get. I don't get that either. I hope it's not his per- permanent thing. Although, if the the rumors say that the Wyatt Six are basically going to be Wyatt Fiend, uh, and then all of his all of his you know whatevers, which I, okay. Uh, I've heard that. I've Ugh. heard that this whole Wyatt Six thing, because it started out as Wyndham Six, then it was Wyatt Six, and that, oh, he's going to create a stable, and all the live versions of the puppets you saw are actually wrestlers, and they're going to start filling in the blanks. It's going to be Alexa. It's going to be, they're going to bring back Eric Rowan, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Joe Gacy's getting called up. He's going to be part of the thing. Whatever. No, thank you. I, I hate it. I hate all of that. Here's <laughs> what I hope. I'm reasonably certain that Wyatt Six is just him saying, this is basically the sixth incarnation of me. Because there was all those things that we just mentioned, the Husky Harris, the the swamp cult leader Bray Wyatt, um, the weird like eater of worlds Bray Wyatt, the fiend, the fun house guy. And now we have just Bray Wyatt. He's just fucking Bray Wyatt. And right. he can do some weird shit, but it's not like everything that he does. Um, and he's just a badass in the ring. Dude, I remember the night of that air on Saturday night, one of the first things I went and looked at afterward was that clip, and you know what I'm talking about, I hope, where he and Roman were teaming up a few years ago in that tag team. He and as so soon good. as Bray hits his finisher, and it, Roman knows that, the, or he knows that the pen's about to get interrupted, Roman goes to spear somebody. This was old, boring face Roman. But Bray, from the pinning position, raises his hand up like a gun and just pulls the trigger on the guy that Roman spears. It's such a, it was like the League of Nations. So it's Seamus and like Wade Barrett or somebody. Um, it's such a little thing, but I was like, God, what a great, just little piece yeah. of wrestling acumen that he yeah. gets from his, his, you know, his genealogy, his dad from IRS. <laughs> I want more of that. I want more of just the fucking, he's a badass wrestler who happens to be a little weird. I, I also like that IRS IRS said, you know, he's proud that Bray's back on TV, but, uh, you know, no one's going to be able to save him around tax day. Bray, make sure you pay your fucking IRS. Goddamn, Mike Rotunda, I love you. Um, yeah, Mike Rotunda is always living the gimmick, man. Yes. He's never going to let it go. Uh, like, <laughs> did you see, sorry, we're talking about living the gimmick at IRS. Did you see the Virgil, um, the Virgil oh. uh, of, um, what would you call it, tribute to Coolio? I was going to say, just let me save you some trouble. I didn't see anything Virgil has done in the past 10 oh. years. Hold on. Let me read you this real quick. <laughs> God damn. 
So I do remember if Aaron Powell happens to be listening, uh, he met Virgil, I think, at a convention. And it was one of those things for like the better part of a year. He just kept asking me when Virgil was coming back to Raw. <laughs> and, like, so he was just obsessed. And then he just moved on to Lex Luger randomly. Like he would text me pictures of the Lex Express and be like, I need to know when it's coming through our town. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? You fucking maniac. So I have to say, so uh, Virgil posts a picture of him and Coolio together with the, with some blonde white woman, and then he posts. He says, "Man, Coolio, my brother, we hit it all across the land, man. I'm broken about this. Here is some blonde begging us both for some meat sauce. Rest in peace, my bro." <laughs> what the fuck is that? What is happening? Oh my god! Oh, uh, I hate it. Point is, I hate it. So point much. is. Bray got this huge reaction. I got goosebumps. It reminded me of why I loved wrestling. Even though I'm I'm not completely sure. sold on it, I don't know where it's going. I don't know if I'll like it. But in the moment, hearing the crowd, I, see, seeing all the lights come up, the fireflies, the chant, the holy yep. shit chant, uh, it was amazing to see. I will say one of the things I really liked about the way it was handled and everything was that yes, it was extremely like overbooked and overblown with the, the logo, the moth and the, you know, the all the guys in the crowd and all that. Um, but I, I did kind of like, cause all the speculation was like, Oh, he's going to interfere in the fight pit. Oh, he's going to show up, you know, during like this match or that judgment. Day. I'm kind of glad he didn't show up during any of that. Yeah. yeah cause a same. lot of the clues led to the judgment day. I like that. It was just the Bray Wyatt thing. When they referenced it on raw, they showed the return in its entirety, but he didn't show up on raw. They did a brief vignette with him doing the, the black phone mask thing again with the TV. Um, apparently internal documents, whatever the fuck that means, uh, have the rumor swirling that he's going to be SmackDown. He's exclusive, a SmackDown star. Yeah. So yeah. he'll probably be on Friday night, um, which is, it's, it's fine. Whatever. There's gotta be a draft coming up soon. Anyway, I don't really worry too much about who's going to be where and, right. and all that. Um, I will say the speculation has started that he's going to beat Roman. No, he's not. You just get over that now. That ain't going to happen. I don't know, man. Um, After seeing what I saw on on Saturday with the pop he got, I could see it. Yeah, I could too if it lasts. I I, I don't want to be fucking Debbie Downer here, but I just don't think it's going to last that way. I well, think they're going to do something else with him. I hope it's not and fucking. That will cool off before it's Roman. Hopefully it's not Brock Lesnar who came back again on Raw to take on Lashley. Oh, I don't even, that's why I left that out. I didn't want to talk about that. That whole segment pissed me off. I didn't uh, like it at all. I don't like that Bobby lost the title, but someone said, like, you got to get the title off Bobby Lashley somehow, and this makes him look like, you know, it gives him a reason to lose, and I get that. And I don't even yeah. hate that Brock Lesnar came back. Um, no, but I, I, I do kind of hate that Brock Lesnar's whole shtick is now just people. like, I just do what I want to do whenever oh, yeah, I want to do it. Like, I understand yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> well, apparently part of it is hate. No. Um, hate. But he really, yeah, he just he just shows up and, and you know, I saw somebody mention earlier today on Squared Circle, like, if you had told me, you know, not too long ago that Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley was getting kind of a lukewarm reception, I would wonder what the fuck was wrong with you. Now I get it. Like, this is well, the least interesting way of getting the two of them to fight. Like, yeah. I don't. And part of me thinks it's because people want to cheer Brock Lesnar. That run he had as cowboy hat wearing batshit yeah. insane Brock Lesnar was incredible. No one yes. wants to boo him. No one wants Which to boo. Which he still is. Right. Nothing changed. But no one wants to boo Bobby Lashley either because he has been presented no. as this monster of a man. So you kind of paint right. yourself into a corner there, WWE. What are you going to do? And there's really no need for it. Again, it's no. not like it's for anything now. They used it to get the title off of, of uh, Lashley, but like. I can think of a handful of other ways that you could have gone about that that didn't necessarily require uh, a random Brock Lesnar Bobby Lashley feud when they're both faces. I, right. I don't get that. I don't understand I don't that. Know. At but all. that's that's future us's problem when we talk about it. Right that's now, correct. Right now, I will say this about the Bray Wyatt thing. Then we'll get out of here. I don't. I want to say this. I think Bray Wyatt is a creative force. I really do. I think some of the stuff yes. he's done is really good. I think some of the stuff he's done is really bad. He yes. he is one of those guys that needs to be reined in and has good ideas, but he needs to be kept in check. A lot like me. You can ask Jason Wells. I throw so many things at him, and <laughs> some of it's good, some of it's bad. And I needed Jason Wells to be there to tell me, no, that's a bad idea. Um, he needs Triple H to tell him when it's a good idea or a bad idea. Because if yeah. Br if Bray Wyatt is left unchecked and he could just do whatever he want, I feel like you're going to have an AEW-type scenario where people are just you know doing what they want and, and, and shit's I going insane. In addition to that, I'll say I don't 
I don't see that being a problem. I think Triple H has made it very clear that while he's not Vince uh, and he's very much, you know, doors open, come talk to me if you've got ideas or suggestions or concerns or whatever. Um, I think it's pretty clear that he's got it. He's got a tidy little leash around what's going on. It's all very much his speed, the way he does things. And so far, that's working really well. For the most part, but again, there obviously are still some odd creative decisions. Right, Liv Morgan um, that, that might need some, yeah, some Liv Tyler. Some also, we we didn't talk about anything with WWE, but also, I mean, really, what the fuck else is going on? Like, oh, CM uh, Punk's not back. Uh, uh, <laughs> neither uh, are Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks. Andrade punched Guevara trying to get out of his contract. Oh, fuck, that, I forgot all about that. That happened. By the way, did you notice on Raw that there was what a lot of people were calling a reference to all of that happening? Uh-uh. Um, when DX first showed up and they were in the backstage area and they had this like rubber chicken and all kinds of stuff and they were like fucking around with each other. When Triple H comes in, they're in the fucking locker room. He separates them going, no fighting, no fighting. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. No fighting. Saying that that's, yeah, that's their like little dig at, at AEW. And it's like, I'll say this too. I would like to think it's just at Billy Gunn. Cause I, I figure Billy Gunn <laughs> is just sitting over there with the scissors and AEW going, Oh, <laughs> you crazy guy. Which I, I did like that line too. Whenever they let, which I thought it was really cool. One, I, I know we're th- not talking about raw, but I'll mention this real quick. Um, um, I thought it was really cool that Xbox Xbox shouted out China immediately. That's cool. Yes. Um, yeah. Deservedly so because she's got she got a really bum she got a really bum deal, man, in wrestling in yes. general. So, um, but I also thought it was really cool that they let the crowd finish off the badass Billy Gunn part and they didn't just like yeah. move on. And then I yeah, liked I the, the line that Corey Graves said where he was like, "Yeah, I think the other guy is uh, in another company working with office equipment now." I thought that was funny. <laughs> so, way to reference without referencing. Uh, but that's yes. it. That's it. That's going to do it for us. Yeah. That's all that happened. Uh, This is a return to form. We'll be back next week probably with more wrestling news. Um, This kind of constitutes a Halloween show. Sure. We mostly did it in the in the dark, and yeah. you know there was a creepy something fell at your house. We don't oh, know. Oh, I that gotta was. go investigate that now. Uh, Halloween spooky. Havoc, Rey Mysterio was the best Rey Mysterio. There, I set the. Yeah, I don't. I don't I think anybody's going right. to dispute that. Well, I mean, we talked about Bray Wyatt and all the creepy stuff and yeah, all that. It was creepy. Too. And I Liv didn't really Morgan and how scary the end of her career was. <laughs> I'll just tag the end of it by saying, again, I really legitimately hope that they're not just going to cram a bunch of people with Bray Wyatt just to give him a, a stable. Um, I don't think that's the answer. I think he certainly well, works well <laughs> work with other people, but like, did you, did you, please don't. Did you see that WWE trademarked two names today? Did you see the new two names they oh. trademarked? Oh, God, no. Uncle Harper. Yeah. And Uncle Howdy. What the fuck? So I don't know if you I saw like this. That Uncle Harper bit. That's weird. Well, they think that it's going to be another puppet, a new puppet for the Funhouse and tribute to Luke oh, Harper. Okay. Um, okay. And I also, don't I don't know if you noticed, but Abigail the Witch. Means he's bringing back the Funhouse. Abig- Did you see that Abigail was Abigail the Witch? Abby the Witch was wearing Luke Harper's mask that he would always wear as the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh. Really? Yeah, uh, that, that skull that. mask. That was pretty fucking cool. Huh. My big question is, who the fuck is Uncle Howdy? And I hope to well, God, please let that be Brock Lesnar's new name. That's just well, Uncle you guys, Howdy. You guys uh, freaked out when I used it as an answer in trivia last year. Remember, Captain Howdy is the fucking name. Uh, one Sid of the names given to the demon in the... Well, not no, 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 no. You're thinking of... Uh, um, what was his name? Captain Lucky? Yeah, it was another thing. No, Captain Howdy is, is the up. one of the names given to the demon in The Exorcist. Really? Because you guys gave the real Yeah, yeah. Everybody gave the real Pazuzu. name, and I wrote that. And Yeah, and then they, they for whoever was running that one counted it wrong, and I was like, no, 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 look that shit up. Because <laughs> she calls it Captain Howdy. <laughs> I called him Captain Howdy. His name was Captain Spaulding. What the Spaulding. fuck is wrong? All right, we're but done. I'm telling you, you look I up Captain the, Howdy. I went through this entire giant can of harder black cherry, and I think it's done bad things. So we're going to get out of here. Um, but who is Uncle Howdy? Who's the third Uncle Howdy? Who's the Howdy? I'm telling you, it's <laughs> well, Brock Now Lesnar. you know the subtitle of this episode. <laughs> who's, is, the who's the Howdy? And also, it's what I'm going to go rename someone in the group chat right Please now. Please do. We're out of here. We're going to be back tomorrow with an all new After Dark. Really quick, if you haven't checked us out for this Halloween, please go back and check out some of the shows. We started a new yes. series here called Tales of Hall- Tales from Hallow's Eve or Tales of Hallow's Eve? Hallow's Eve Tales. Hallow's Eve Tales. That's what it is. I'm tipsy. Yes. Um, 
Hallow's Eve Tales, and we it is a scripted show written by the yes. cast and and performed original by the cast. horror series, um, oh. original horror stories, all throughout the month of October, every every Monday. So we're too deep. Um, and yeah, they've, and they've no, been fantastic. It's, it's yeah, yeah, been it, fantastic. It has been a lot of fun. Uh, something, something we've been wanted to do for a we while. We started talking about. <laughs> we're just saying the same thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry long story short it's something we started talking about last uh back in september and and um, tanner had an idea i had an idea shannon had an idea and, and it has just been growing and growing um there's two episodes in now tanner's was first uh my first one was was second that went up on monday i got another one coming for you next week and then shannon's writing the last two yes so if you're if you're behind you're not really behind that first episode's like 45 minutes long the next one only goes like 25 and, 30 and boy boy howdy two fantastic performances <laughs> by amber dawn who is a new person to the show not yes. new to us tanner and i yeah. actually know her very well uh we did acting together in college she's yeah. uh she's fantastic and then cody sandusky our very own cody on the second episode yes. really really good um cody next- was one of those guys as i was writing this show he was definitely a possibility and then it just like it just clicked yep yeah. this is the guy this is who it's going to be next week um, steven bright takes a starring role um yes the week after yeah, we were making Lindsay. a lot of jokes about it and i'm not going to say it here because it'll be way too obvious oh, right, but yeah so right. steven next week um Lindsay, Lindsay Lindsay will be starring in one of yours and then uh, you the, and me the penultimate episode you and me and in then, the yeah end. then it's yeah. us it comes, comes all the way back two of us. and then there was us yeah so that's exciting. <laughs> last night, uh, we wrapped up the first part of the Curse of Strahd. Last night, we started a new tabletop, uh, The Horrors of Perryville. We returned, playing our mm-hmm. real-life selves. That's a lot of fun. Steven and yes. I were actually, before you jumped into the chat, we were discussing. Steven said, so what do you think is going on? And we started like <laughs> discussing possibilities. Good. Yeah. So that episode is up. Go back and check that out. Tomorrow, we've got an all, uh, we played trivia last week. You can go check that out. Uh, this is the only yep. trivia this, this month, we promise. That's it. And, we swear tomorrow and, night will be anything but right tomorrow night we'll have some new stuff there for you so uh halloween all month long this is the best uh halloween month we've ever done so we're excited uh but that's it for us for tonight for myself and for double h we're out of here we'll see you guys tomorrow for an all-new after dark uh, until then double h take us out five figure death punches F- music for divorce halloween! bray wyatt oh fuck okay <laughs>